following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. So he made a big deal about the fact that the TW logo is quote-unquote no longer his. Given the way he's golfing, that's probably the right tack to go. Yeah, it's not a good start this weekend for Tiger out at, uh, out at the Genesis. Yeah, unfortunately so. You know, he and the Tiger boys just need to understand it's over. I just want to see him win. It's you know? over. I just want to see him succeed. It's over. Pull the Billy Packer. It's over. Of course, Billy was way off at that one. Hi, folks. Troy Coverdale in with you this afternoon, joined by Owen Burke. Yes, Dave G is out today. Uh, he is, in fact, headed up to uh, headed up to uh, take care of some family stuff today. Mitch Fortner will be joining us in a little while as he'll check in from uh, Topeka as Manhattan High basketball tonight is at Washburn Rule. We've got uh, another wrestling update on the way in a bit from the 6A Regional down at Wichita North. They are really firing through the uh, activity already today as they are into the semifinals in the consolation second round. And so they are going to be done in relatively short fashion uh, in Wichita today. But we will get you the updates here as we go on the game. But for the time being, it's me and Owen with you this afternoon. Glad to have you along as we get the game underway. The news of the day away from specifically sports, but still related is the same story that we have been following the last few days, and that would be everything that has occurred in relation to the shooting at the Chiefs victory parade on Wednesday. And this afternoon, the Jackson County authorities in Missouri confirmed that they have arrested two teenage males. Beyond that, they are not releasing any further details. The two have been officially charged with their roles in the shooting that occurred and uh, are being detained in the county's juvenile detention center on gun-related and resisting arrest charges, but additional counts are expected as the investigation continues. A number of the chiefs have been working to find ways to give back uh, and to help uh, those who have been impacted. And one of the things that showed on social media today already was that uh, Patrick Mahomes and Bethany Mahomes made a stop at Children's Mercy to visit the three that are still being held there, being treated for their injuries that were suffered in the shooting on Wednesday. So again, continue to see that indication. But the story that has everyone buzzing is the fact that Taylor Swift donated 100 grand to the family of Lisa Lopez Galvin. Two $50,000 donations that showed up on the GoFundMe page. Yeah, what was the, I don't even remember what the goal of it was. It was like seven or $8,000, I think? I think it was about 45000 45, and okay. Yeah, it was, Still, yeah. It, it was well over what they were asking for. 
And as of now, that fundraiser alone has uh, raised over 200000 in large part because of the one hundred grand from Taylor Swift, who is overseas in Australia. Part of the reason she wasn't at the parade was that she had a show already this morning, our time, in Australia. 90,000 fans. Jesus. Um, but she made that donation, and, of course, that set everything buzzing today. The stories of what people did in the minutes after just continue to amaze as well, to the point that Jackson Mahomes may actually have a rehabilitated uh, <laughs> rep after all of this is done. Uh, it, you hate to say it that way, but honestly, again, he did the right things, as did so many members of the Chiefs organization and those that were around. And this is something that I was talking about with Brandon Peoples earlier. In many ways... This incident, because of the way it played out, has tied the franchise even tighter to Kansas City than what it had, and its players to Kansas City than what they had been. This is the first time that we have seen a major situation like this develop, maybe even in my memory since the 89 World Series earthquake. Oh, yeah, it was in San Francisco. was in San Francisco, yeah. and you had fans from both San Francisco and Oakland that were in the stands at Candlestick Park, and the dramatic impacts on that entire region from that earthquake. In Kansas City's case, this is the first of that type of a situation where the players themselves were so severely impacted with this as well and ended up playing such a major role in not just that day, but are going to be playing a major role going forward as well as we saw today with the Mahomes family turning up at, at Children's Mercy. This reiterates, again, how, and, and Brandon put it really well, it's that great reminder that at the end of the day, for all of the discussion and everything that we say about these guys and what they're paid uh, and and the star-studded aspect of their jobs, at the end of the day, they're still guys. They're still guys and gals. Yeah, I I agree. And I think it's obviously it's there's no place to talk for it before. Obviously, there's much more important news to cover before we got there. But, like, I can't imagine how sobering of an experience it is. Because, I mean, we all know how these parades grow, how these parades go. We saw the players, Willie Gay's running up and down the street. You know, Travis is doing the luge off the Super Bowl trophy and all these things. <laughs> and at the end of it, you're sitting on the sidewalk trying to comfort a child who's lost their parents in the mail. I can't imagine just that... What a absolute roller coaster of emotions that took place for all those guys on the team and then the staff, and to be able to step up in that moment is there's no words. Travis Kelsey is taking some heat. Yeah, I saw that for a get together that occurred that evening because yes, it shows them having a good time. The flaw is is that. It's the end of the season. The get-together was already on the schedule. 
And in the moments like this, and this is something that I have learned so well over the years, you cannot count for how people are going to react in the moments, hours, and even the handful of days immediately following an incident. When you realize the amount of money that was probably being spent at that restaurant, if you're Travis Kelsey, you know that you'd be making a severe impact on that restaurant's bottom line that evening. Not that that's an excuse, or I'm just pointing out there's there's more into the discussion than just, oh, well, Travis Kelsey went out partying. Well, and also, I mean, sometimes, and again, it's not an excuse or anything, everyone deals with things differently. Sometimes after an event like that, you need to just be distracted and just not think about the horrors that unfolded that afternoon and being with your teammates and friends and family and just trying to somewhat get away from the situation. Is it a great look? No, but again, you're going, are, you're going to decompress however you can decompress. Everyone decompresses completely different. I would have went home and sat on the couch in the dark for a while and then maybe played some video games, which, hey, I'll tell you what, it's how most of my Saturday nights look anyways, right? It's just, <laughs> that's decompressing from work at that point. So, I mean, everyone deals with those things differently. I think the fact that you're someone's catching flack for how the, the rest of that day played out for them is just, the microscope is too big at that point. It is, and it's a case where, People, let's be perfectly honest, criticize to criticize. They criticize to make themselves feel better. Yeah. They criticize to make themselves feel bigger or more important than or above. And it's easy to do when you're in those moments. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the same thing with the just complete falderall that is the political-themed material that has gone on social media in the days and moments following the shooting. And the number of people that are making just completely off-the-wall claims about this, that, and the other thing, and you're wondering, you know, do you have any regulator left in your life? Yeah, or jokes about it afterwards, too. Oh, like, geez. There was, and maybe not jokes isn't the right word to say, but I've I heard some stories from... From, you know, when the news broke and, you know, I had some friends send it to their parents or whatever or some other friends and they were like, fake news, it was fireworks. I'm like, you have no idea. You were not there. You, like, could the article have been fake and could it have been fireworks? Yeah, I wish it would have been. I wish we weren't talking about this three days after the fact. But the bottom line is, for anyone who was not there to go out and just say fake news about the article two hours, an hour after it happens, 30 minutes after it happens, is insanity. Let me give you the headline on the Kansas City Star's website right now. Terrifyingly clear. Surveillance video captures moment of Kansas City mass shooting. Oh, I saw, I saw that video today. Terrifying. It's a pretty fitting headline, I'd say. Yes, Yes, I need to dig into this story. This one sounds a little odd, by the way, that's just tied to it. Uh, Wichita man who allegedly picked up gun after shooting at the rally is charged. So I'm not sure what is at play there. That's weird. Yeah. And, and, of course, 
paywall and I don't have my subscription information handy. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that headline right there alone, completely counter to, oh, it was just fireworks. The words, the two words right there at the front of that are just terrifyingly clear. They speak volumes. Terrifyingly clear. My friend Greg was among the crowd, and he and I were texting in the minutes as things kind of developed afterwards. And I know that he went on a Kansas City radio station. Ironically, I heard the sound bite the next morning as part of CBS coverage as well. But Greg and I both were students here. We've known each other forever. And he made the comment about you could see the smoke. And the realization that that wasn't smoke from fireworks, that smoke from a gun or two guns. It's just, yeah, uh, the, the people that get online and immediately play the misdirection games just absolutely frustrate me oh, to no end. To no end. No end at all. Or immediately turn it political. Yeah, that's the, oh my God, don't even get me started on that. Oh, hey, just wait, I haven't even touched on the racial aspect. Yeah, I I saw articles that night about trying to make it political. They're not telling you what these guys' backgrounds are because it doesn't fit their political agenda, and I'm like, good Lord. They're not telling you anything about the backgrounds because these are two juveniles. They're under 18 years old. We're legally not allowed to talk about it. It's unbelievable that, but this is where we've put ourselves, that this is where we have put ourselves. We have lined ourselves up to the point where, and I heard someone laugh about it a long time ago, and I I know that this isn't all sports related, but given the topic, but they were so right on this point, and that is that Americans have a great sense of conspiracy theorism ever since day one of this country. Yep. It, it's like part of our heritage. Oh, 100% is. There's a there's a secret meaning to everything. The, I know. This symbol on the dollar bill means this thing and everything. Everything has a dark story supposedly behind it. Which gives the History Channel plenty of good things to... Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I mean... Aliens. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> My niece, the uh, archaeology major, mm, hates that show. Hates that guy. I can hates only that Im- guy. I can only imagine aliens. Aliens. It was aliens. That was one of the <laughs> most circulated memes I can remember from my my younger days. <laughs> and you've got to do the hand sign with it. Oh, 100 um, anyway. percent. I think I could notice that just from the hand signs at this point. Yeah, pretty you much. You did just yes. that, and I, that's where my head's going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and if I do the accordion, oh, never mind. We'll uh, <laughs> save for another day. Yeah, right. Exactly. So yes, here we are today, day two after all of it has gone down, and we continue to get some clarity. But yet, the healing is going to take a lot longer, a lot longer. And the part that really disturbs me in looking at the long term is it's another sign of lost innocence. Yep. We have 
enjoyed events like this parade and rally as fans for how many years? Years, decades. I have at home a framed edition of the Rocky Mountain News from the day that they held the rally on the 16th Street Mall and at Capitol Hill in in Denver from the first Super Bowl win. What year was that? That was 97. 97, yeah. I have that framed at home. Just last year, the celebration in Denver for the title for the Nuggets. What's different? Well, what has been different is that it seems like that at each of these events over the years, once we turned the calendar into the 2000s, and even more so now here in the later stages of the calendar at this point, you hear at least of a stray shooting or a stray fight or a stray... Usually there is something related to some gunshot. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you the last time we probably had a parade that didn't have some arrests being made, gun-related or not. Like you said oh, on Wednesday. You, uh, arrests are going to be made. 100%. There's always two drunken disorderlies, at least. One of the most circulated photos on Wednesday on social media was that of a man being arrested. And immediately the conspiracy freaks turned that into, well, this is the guy who's been arrested for it, and he is this guy. They pull up a name, by the way, that has been used for two other incidences dating back for three years. It's the guy in the all-red jumpsuit you're talking about? That would be the guy in the all-red jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? He was a drunken disorderly guy that they arrested for being drunken disorderly. Yeah, and I saw TikToks, I saw videos beforehand of like when the they were, everybody was still on the stage, and you can see that that guy was trashed early on. So it lines up perfectly that that guy was unrelated and arrested for a different reason at that point. So, yeah, I remember that on Wednesday too, just seeing videos and they're like, this is the guy right here, look how drunk he is 30 minutes beforehand. People are going to do that, unfortunately. Yep. I mean, all you have to do is look at the waste management golf tournament out in Phoenix last weekend. Yeah. Oh, my. Tons of examples there. Remind me to tell the story about being going through the airport on the Sunday of that tournament and with a Super Bowl in town in Phoenix. Oh, good Lord. It was an adventure. I can only imagine the and, story. And, and we were only passing through. <laughs> Just a layover. Um. Yeah, you're going to have those incidences because let's be perfectly honest. People are going to make choices where they are not the most responsible. That will happen. Unfortunately, we also have people that will make those choices when they're not the most responsible with guns. Yep. Or with essentially their temper mm-hmm. and or, their ego. Or with alcohol. Or with alcohol. Or all four of them. As I stated the other morning, in many ways, you can put it down, you can boil these things down to th- to three words. Arrogance, alcohol, and ammunition. There you go. Uh, you know, you can sub ammunition for uh, fists. As we talked with Dave G the other day about, you know, bar fights. Same concept. Did they release any, or I guess they probably haven't, if there was any alcohol involved with this? They have not. Okay. They have not. 
I didn't think they would have. I was just curious. Yeah. Uh, and there's plenty of discussion, I know, about whether it's gang-related or not and the level of crime in downtown Kansas City and all of these things. At the end of the day, Kansas City is no different than another city. We all live the same ways. We all deal with the same things. And yes, you're going to run into situations where incidences crop up. Unfortunately, in this case, this incident gains all kinds of notoriety. For all the wrong reasons. Exactly. Welcome to living as a human in 2024, I guess. The 2020s, the 2010, the 2010s and on, unfortunately. Yeah. I remember in my day when, anyway, but it makes you wonder, what do you do with parades and celebrations like this going forward? If 800 cops in and around that doesn't stop one of these things from happening, because, and I'm glad that it wasn't something that was targeted, right? Because if someone went there with that, I remember you made the comparison to, to Vegas and the concert. Yes. All those years back. Something like that were to happen. Who knows what we would be talking about and the numbers that we'd be talking Ugh. about right now. So if 800 cops with boots on the ground in, in uniform and out of uniform doesn't halt one of these things, I don't know if there's a way to do these parades safely at this point. There are some people that I know that would that will derisively comment that police are essentially crime janitors more so than they are prevention. Yeah. And unfortunately in situations like this prevention is, you know, falls out of their realm. It unfortunately does. Yep. That but there that's because they're also human. Yeah, 100%. You're not going to know when something's going to happen. You can sure try, but you know, this this isn't this isn't a case where you can peer into the future and see what's going to happen and then go back and, you know, what's the Tom Cruise movie or the, you had the TV show that was the same same concept, Person of Interest oh. was the TV show. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. You know, we're using AI to determine and this, that, and the other thing is going to happen. Yeah, I think it was, uh, what, Tomorrow War or something? Some, something that? along those lines. I. This tells you how many Tom Cruise movies I've seen over the years at this point. <clears throat> anyway, so again, the, the good news of it is, yes, the Chiefs continue to work towards helping the healing. And the two teens that were involved in the shooting have been charged. Beyond that, well, the story continues and we hope for the continued recovery of everyone involved as we move farther and farther away from it, the story will quickly turn to what's going on in free agency and who's getting offered what. Legereus Sneed starting to be concerned that there's not enough money in the till for both him and Chris Jones. Oh, I think I did see that Chris Jones said um, there was an option that they exercised today, so the franchise tag's back on the table for okay. him. And he did say, obviously... He wants to be back in Kansas City. Yep. Obviously, alcohol was involved in that uh, speech, <laughs> the bravado. I'm sure his agent wasn't too happy with with how he handled that on stage. But I think there's should be well enough mutual respect between the agent and the team 
to not go in and lowball him at that point. Right. So we shall see. That said, let's put a wrap on the uh, talk about uh, Wednesday once again and put our minds back to sports that are coming up this weekend. You've got both K-State basketball teams at home tomorrow, the men against TCU, the women have UCF in tomorrow. We've got state wrestling to uh, regional wrestling to delve into. Coming back in a moment, we'll get you an update on that next as the game continues. Troy Coverdale, Owen Burke with you. We continue on the game. Mitch Forder will join us in the next hour. He owes us a Mitch Palm. He better bring it today. As the Cats get ready to match up with TCU tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock tip, coverage at 10 tomorrow morning on News Radio KMAN and 1015 K Rock. Yeah, the Cats sitting at 5 and 6. A comment that Jerome Tang made, and I don't argue that point whatsoever. I get his viewpoint, and, well, let's be honest. He's been steady about saying this from really the get-go of the conference season. We're where we thought we could be right now. Okay, we're six and five. We have, no, five, what is it, five and six, and we have four more home games. I feel like we're in a good spot. I, I really believe, and I know people have crunched numbers and did different things like that. I don't think it matters. Nine wins in this league, and you're going to go to the NCAA tournament. And I think there are going to be some teams in our league that have seven or eight wins that will get in. And it speaks about just how tough the turn, the conference has shaken out. Of course, the conference tournament is going to be just mayhem when Absolutely. you really start to dig into the caliber of games that we could see in Kansas City coming up in a couple of weeks. The one thing that you can say that, that is going to be a 100% fact come March when we get to the NCAA tournament is – there is going to be no Big 12 team that you're going to sit there and be like, are they battle-tested enough for March? They're going to be ready. I promise you that. Whoever makes it out of that gladiator arena is going to be well-suited for a deep run in March. It really reminds me of that stretch when you had Duke, Carolina, Wake Forest, NC State, all right there, jam-packed at the top of the ACC before expansion. Yeah. Pre-expansion. And you knew that everything went through Raleigh-Durham. For good reason. Absolutely. Yeah, the triangle was the place. There's a reason, by the way, why Wake, why Wake Forest moved out of the triangle. Well, there are a number of reasons, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, with those three schools in, in your uh, backyard, yeah, move about 50 miles down the road. You're, you're better off at the end you. of the day. Do not uh, blame them at all. Uh, speaking of moving down the road, no surprise to this story. Ironically, it comes at the same time that the conference that uh, most or a handful of the teams are headed to is in the midst of a legal fight. But the Pac-12 will officially part ways with George Klievkoff. Effective February 29th. Imagine that, huh? More details about new leadership of the conference will be announced next week. In other words, the Pac-2. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I'd say it's a couple months late is what I'd say. Just a, an unbelievable end to what was a highly unusual hiring to begin with. Yep. 
came over from MGM, the thought process was that would be able to manage media and, and the marketing aspect. In many ways, the same concept of Brett Yormark being commissioner of the Big 12. It didn't pan out that way. No, it did not. Did not pan out well at all. He's going to go down as the guy that killed the Pac-12, unfortunately. The interesting aspect of this to me is when you look at the commissioner hires over what was then the Power Five, the one traditional commissioner hire that took place was the SEC. Imagine that, huh? How utterly surprising. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody else looked to move towards more of a business slash marketing slash sales slash promotions angle. Well, it didn't pan out for the Big Ten. He bailed for the Chicago Bears of all teams (laughs) and just failed on their attempt to move to Arlington Park. God, they need a new stadium so bad. Klievkov failed the Pac-12. Probably the worst of all. Well, and and again, he took over a sinking ship. People just didn't want to realize that it was sinking that badly because of Larry Scott. That's fair. I guess, yeah, I never really gave him enough credit for that. But Brett Yormark out of the group may be the one who inherited the best situation and has made the most of the situation to this point. I would definitely agree with that part, yeah. When you look at the ACC now, they today asked a Florida court to pause Florida State's lawsuit against the conference. The ACC has its own claim against the school in North Carolina. Yeah. The lawyers are involved. (laughs) Not much else you can say about that because it is what it is. Yeah, never news you want to hear either. When the legal team's knocking on your door. Not only that, but you get into the morass that is the argument now that the previous commissioner was lowballing things to essentially help out his son, who was in leadership with Raycom. <sighs> Good old dose of nepotism on a Friday. Good grief. <laughs> uh, just things that things that I'm glad that, you know, they can deal with let them deal with it i 100 percent agree with that but it puts us in this just unreal situation with where college athletics is going and then you turn around and last night what did you see caitlin clark sets the record on peacock of all places you know fox was upset oh 100%. They, they wanted that sunday afternoon with nebraska's with with iowa nebraska they had Jason Benetti in the place. They did not like the ending of that game. Yeah, no, the, the cold second half killed a lot of people's dreams at Fox. Twelve and a half minutes without a point. Didn't take, didn't take her long to put up eight last night. Oh, no. And, you know, as I didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to watch. Obviously, I saw the bucket that happened, so I don't know how many. Talk about a bucket to, to yeah. be the one to cement it, too, oh, from yeah. the logo like oh, that. That's her. That is her. There is no better way for her to break that record than a shot like that. By the way, did you see Cheryl Swoop's comments made on a podcast about Caitlin Clark and setting this record? I didn't. 
She literally got every fact wrong. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Very unfortunate. What did she say? She said that it had, that uh, she was a veteran, a fifth-year player, had done it in five years rather than four, uh, had, I mean, she basically just rolled through this entire list of, you know, that she's jacking 40 shots. No, she's only shooting 20-ish. Trying to discredit what she did. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Hey, Cheryl, um, there's this thing. It's called Google. You should try it sometime. <laughs> All this information is free. This is an analyst on ESPN. That's, oh my God, I didn't, I forgot that part. <laughs> I don't know if she should still be uh, working there, truthfully. Um, but the good folks at ESPN will lay off 400 riders to call it a day instead. $1.3 billion for the college football playoff if the playoff gets the five and seven thing figured out. Yeah. $1.3 billion for six years. Good Lord. While trying to determine exactly what a over-the-top or streaming package is going to look like in the future. And, oh, by the way, yeah, we're going to join up with Fox and Warner Brothers to put together this package that, to where you can stream everything on the app. That better be where they're at. Uh, that's you got to get that on there at that point. And TV, we can't have exclusive games on this streaming app and that streaming app and this and that can't you're ready you ready for the for the news that goes with that Mm, probably not but okay you've got a handful of uh, people that are going to be looking into this very hard including the government federal trade commission has its eyeballs on it already so does comcast Ooh. yikes you think that there are fights now over what channels appear on your cable package? Oh, good God. You better put the gloves on. That's what you're saying. And what's DirecTV going to do? Because they're among the worst. They and Dish are among the worst when it comes to these retransmission fights. They are awful. <laughs> I remember having I remember having DirecTV growing up. Not a... I did it for two years. Yeah, no, I, it was a short stint for us, too. Yeah. Not, and it was yoink, out the door you go. Not a pleasant uh, experience, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. That was the end That was the end of it for me. That was when streaming took over. And no, I did not have it for Sunday ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we've got to figure some stuff out. I feel like things are just so much harder than they need to be 95% of the time. Yes, Welcome why? To, yeah, welcome to corporate America. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> we said so. That's why. Uh, well, okay. And what did I say about the lawyers getting involved earlier? I say that as someone whose brother is a lawyer, employment lawyer, no less. Oh yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> gracious. I told him he needed to get into broadcast law. He didn't listen to me. Yeah, it probably worked out for the best, given his role with the partners that he has. <clears throat> anyway, um, you know, meanwhile, I'm just this humble guy sitting behind a microphone. So am I. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I know. And I, I tell know. you what, I couldn't, I, I don't want to be anywhere else on a Friday afternoon. I'm sitting right okay. here. Okay. All right. See, you've got the right attitude with it. I'm happy. Coming back, you won't believe who's gotten himself in trouble with the NFL over performance enhancement 
Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. This is the game. A little added twist to the hometown. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Troy and Owen back with you on the game. Mitch will join us shortly. He's headed to Washburn Rule for high school basketball tonight. He'll have Mitch Palm in the next hour. We were discussing streaming just a few minutes ago, Mm -hmm. just across my timeline. Paramount Plus and Peacock are reportedly in talks to merge into a single streaming service. I guess that's good news. Less, Less things to pay for. I'm sure the users of one of those two apps, but not both, will be upset because the price is going to go up. The right. irony is that would bring Yellowstone back over to the Paramount Plus side of things. <laughs> it's true. I didn't think about that. How odd that is. Breaking news this afternoon out of the NFL. Oh, goody boy. Here we go. Of all people, Raiders backup quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo was suspended by the NFL today for the first two games of next season. Not that he's going to be playing anywhere, but... For violating the performance-enhancing drugs policy of the league and the NFLPA. Do they say what it was? Or is it just for violating the policy? Because sometimes they'll talk They never will tell you. The league will not tell you. Why? Because it's in conjunction with the NFLPA. It's union protection. I was curious if it was deer antler spray again or (laughs) it popped him like my favorite linebacker back in the day or what it was. Oh, man. Deer antler spray. I was so. Oh, my God. As a kid, I was so That's a reference, man. That is beautiful. I was so upset back in the day. I was like, what are you, what are we talking about here? I was just some 14-year-old. I was like, what do you mean my favorite player got popped for this? And then I heard that. I'm like, what are we talking about? I mean, for okay, I need a clarification. Deer antler spray is on the list. Is horny goat weed on the list? That's a great question. <laughs> Are you gonna pop you for the gas station pills in the bathroom? Or I need a clear list here. That's all I'm asking for. Um, the day didn't get any better for Garoppolo, by the way. ESPN reporting the Raiders are expected to release Jimmy G. Before an 11 and a quarter million dollar roster bonus kicks in. Do not, Sean Payton, do not. <clears throat> I'm just oh, saying. Well, I'm sure he's thinking about it. Oh, dear God. I did see a... Uh, Three years, $72.75 million contract in the offseason last year, thanks to Josh McDumbutt. Yeah, it was a horrible contract to start. Um, I'll tell you, as a, as a guy who has some friends that are Niners fans... He was never the same after the 5-0 and start in the ACL tear against Kansas City. Right. Flat-footed. And truthfully, what it boils down to, and you could talk all day long about on the field, this, that, and the other, the bottom line is I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo likes playing football. I look at that guy, and the NBA players talk about it all the time, and like, there's just certain guys that are there to collect a paycheck. Mm-hmm. They do this at a high level, and mm-hmm. they can collect a paycheck and change their family's trajectory, and they're going to do it, right, whether they really love the game or not. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo truly loves the game of football. I think that's what it boils down to. Seven touchdown passes, nine interceptions this season, so the performance enhancement wasn't all that good. Yeah, that's what I was most curious about. I was like, <laughs> what are you using steroids for, buddy? You're not out there. Oh, boy. He just, uh, he's one of those guys that just, 
anything. Tweaks stubs a stubs a toe, and he's like, "Yeah, probably two to three weeks, I'd say." Bye, Jimmy. Good nice riddance. knowing you. Good riddance, buddy. Hour two of the game on the way next, including a Mitch bomb.